0: This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Carrie Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Ah, Lord. All right, Mark eleven twenty three. Praise God. You know it's my favorite. Amen. All right. Mark 11, 23, reads this way. After Jesus had said, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. For verily, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not down in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. Therefore, I say unto you, what things over you desire, when you pray, believe you, receive them, you shall have them. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith she shall have whatsoever she saith. <laughs> okay, Lord. That's good. <laughs> Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he or she shall have whatsoever he saith. I believe my manifestation is coming. I believe my manifestation is coming. Therefore, whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. The reason a lot of you are still waiting is because you believe you're supposed to wait. You're waiting for your manifestation, because that's what you believe. Therefore, I say unto you, what's the thing you desire? When you pray, believe you receive. When you pray, believe you receive. He ain't said nothing about waiting for no manifestation. That's why you're waiting, because you're saying what you believe, and you will have what you say. I'm waiting for my manifestation. You're going to continue to wait. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See how we pick up things we hear other people say and then we start repeating what we heard them say. And it does not line up with what he said. He said you will have whatsoever you say. And you say, I'm waiting for my manifestation. You're going to keep on waiting. Because he's given you what you said. He can't go against his word. You said I'm waiting. He's patting his foot. He' waiting with you. <laughs> Did you get that? I want you to get that. You need to erase that manifestation stuff. Just erase it. Did you hear me? You need to erase that stuff. And anybody who wants to say it to you, don't receive it. Don't receive it. See, because we've gotten into this thing where if it's a big thing, We got to wait for the manifestation. Because God can do little stuff, but if it's a big thing, can you show me that in the book? It ain't in the book. I'm sorry. You see, it sounds churchy. Sounds good. Amen, but it's not there. So you need to stop that waiting for the manifestation stuff. Amen. amen, hallelujah! Now, Lord, interrupted my message to give you that. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah, <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Praise God! All right, now we can get to the to my message. Turn to Acts chapter fourteen, please. Amen, hallelujah. Acts chapter 14. Hey, now, wait a minute. That wasn't fair. You took that off my 40 minutes? (laughs) Acts chapter 14. (sighs) Glory. All right. Are you there? All right. Let's look at verse 1. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil-affected against the brethren. But the unbelieving stirred up and made their minds evil-affected against the brethren. The unbelievers will always speak their unbelief to stir you up against the truth. Amen. Because they don't believe. They don't want you believing. Moving right along. Verse 3. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude (laughs) of the city was divided." and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault made, both of the Gentiles and also the Jews, with their rulers, to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lycaonia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel, and there they preached the gospel, and there they preached the gospel, where? In Lystra and Derbe. Verse 8, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked, the same Heard Paul speak, who steadfastly, speaking of Paul, beholding this man, important in his feet, and perceiving, and perceiving that he, the man, had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And he leaped and walked. Now, watch this now. The same man heard Paul speak. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. The same man that was important in his feet had never walked from his mother's womb, heard Paul speak. And Paul perceived. Watch this now. Paul perceived. The man didn't perceive. Paul perceived. (laughs) The same, verse 9 again, the same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed faith perceived uh, Paul perceived what that he had faith to be healed and Paul said with a loud voice stand upright on thy feet and the man leaped and walked the way many of us in the church are today we think Paul leaped and walked no the man leaped and walked who had important feet who never had walked, was lame from his mother's womb. Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. And Paul said, stand up. Why? Because faith is released through words and actions. The man had faith to be healed, but he wasn't doing anything, and he wasn't saying anything. So Paul helped him. We're going to help you today. Hey, glory to our God. Hallelujah. See, because we will we put faith in you to be healed. And if you won't help yourself, we can help you. We got scripture for it. Woo-hoo. Yeah, come on, Sister Diane. We're going to do it today. <laughs> see, see, now watch this now. Watch this now, because this, this is important. This is important. Watch this. Paul perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Paul perceiving Paul perceiving Now I want you to watch this perceiving stuff The scripture didn't say that Paul heard a voice I want you to get this straight because this is where we get messed up It did not say that Paul heard a voice that this man has faith to be healed. No, he didn't hear a voice. Watch this. The scripture didn't say, God told it, Paul. <laughs> You'll hang with me, hang with me, I'm telling you, because this is gonna help you. This is gonna help you and watch this. Faith works the same way in every single realm. Not only for healing, but for your finances. Not only for your finances, but for your home. So, the scripture didn't say that Paul heard a voice. The scripture didn't say that God told him. The scripture didn't say that he had a revelation. See, we assume stuff. Paul got a revelation that this man has faith to be healed. No, it didn't say that. Said he perceived. Come on now. I told you I got to stem wide for you today. Watch this now. The scripture didn't say he had revelation. The scripture didn't say he saw a vision. The scripture did not say he saw a vision of the man walking or leaping. Didn't say that either, did it? All it said was Paul perceived. <laughs> The scripture didn't even say that an angel told Paul. It just said, but Paul perceived. Have you ever been going somewhere and perceived? I better not go there today. I better not, I better not go that way today. Come on now, I, I, want, I want you to get this, see? I want you to see the simplicity of healing with God. You don't need no lightning bolts from heaven. You don't need no angel talking to you. God don't have to talk to you. You don't have to have a revelation. All you got to do is proceed because you know that faith has come because faith comes by hearing and I'm talking it. Mm. My Lord. All right. <clears throat> All of these methods... You know, an angel and God talking to you and revelation and hearing a voice and and having a vision. All of these are valid, valid uh, uh, methods that God uses. They're scriptural methods that God uses to to enlighten you or, or to wake you up or to alert you to something. But none of that was present in this. And yet, by a perception alone, after the man heard faith this man who had never walked was able to leap and walk as a grown man for the first time in his life, just for a perception. And we waiting for some holy water. We waiting for an angel to trouble the waters. We waiting for a lightning bolt from heaven. Here it is only a perception. You ever heard this before? No. Because neither did I. Amen. Just on a perception. Now watch this now. Watch this. Oh, God this gracious. Okay. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Go forward. Go forward. If they go backwards, that means it really wasn't in acts ax. Romans chapter 8. Verse 14, verse 14, listen to this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He said led. He said led. He said as many as are led. And then the 16th verse says, the Spirit itself, well, I refer to it as himself, because the Spirit is not an it. He is a he. The Spirit himself bears witness, all bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God so bearing witness is a method that God uses of getting something to us and it is the number one way that God gets something to us it's just a just a witness on the inside just a perception See something? See, I ain't hear no voice. Ain't nobody come and told me nothing. I have no angel come down from heaven. Ain't nobody trouble the water. I just got a witness. Oh, glory! Ooh, thank you, Jesus. So watch. So watch this now. Oh, this ain't the, this ain't the home dinger. We ain't there yet. No, no, hang around. Hang around. Amen. All right. So, so the spirit. Himself bears witness with our spirits. On all things, not just that we're the children of God, but on all things. He bears witness to us. He witnesses to us in our spirits. Now, watch this. I'm going to go back here. I'm going to, ooh, ooh, I'm going to, oh, yeah. Mm. Turn to 27th chapter of Acts. Now, if they go forward, they would not in Romans. The 27th chapter of the Acts. Now there's a lot of reading there. So I, I I'm going to I'm going to read fast. Alright? So just hang with me. Here we go. And when you are you there, verse one. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners, so Paul was a prisoner, unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. And entering into a ship of, right, Adramitium, we launched, meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. And the next day, we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entered, entreated Paul, and gave him liberty to go into his, uh, unto his friends to refresh himself. And when he had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus, because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Lyra, and a city of Lycia. And there the centurion found the ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy, and he put us therein. Remember, he put the prisoners therein. And when he had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were some were come over against Sindus, oh my goodness, the wind not suffering us, we sailed on the Crete over against Salmoni, and hardly passing it, came unto a place which is called the Fair Havens, nigh whereunto was the city of Lycia. Now when uh, much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, Sirs, I perceive. Sirs, I perceive. I ain't hear a voice. God didn't talk to me. I ain't get no revelation. No angel came and spoke to me. He said, I perceive. Watch this now. Sirs, I perceive that this voice will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and chip, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence, also if by any means they might... Attained to Phoenicia, and there to winter, which is in haven of Crete, and lieth toward the southwest and northwest. And when the when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Hmm. Okay, when you hear one of them, go the other way. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. In other words, they let it go, whichever way it was blowing. And running under a certain island, which is called Cordy, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, straight sail brought the sails down, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. In other words, they threw stuff overboard. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. In other words, they just on everything they can get their hands on to keep from sinking. Verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days had appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have listened to me. You should have listened to what I perceived. (laughs) And not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. They ready to listen to him now. Or oh, they ready to listen to him now. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. So now, watch this. Paul said to these men, you should have listened to me. You should have listened to what I perceived. But now, I'm going to tell you something else. An angel appeared to me. He talked to me and said, everything's going to be all right. Nobody's going to be lost. No lives are going to be lost. Do you think they had any problem listening to him then? But had they listened to the perception?" They would have never been in the mess that they got into. So you can see the power of perception or the power of the inward witness. You got that? Okay. Now watch this. Let's, let's go on quickly here. All right. Now, I want to go to the, to the short ones. Acts chapter 4. Go back to Acts chapter 4 because this is noted a great deal more than we, than we realize. In Acts chapter 4, Verse 13, the word says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Did you catch that? Now turn over to the 8th chapter of Acts. Acts chapter 8 and verse 23. For I perceived, Thou art in the gall of all bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Now this guy was trying to buy the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he said, I perceive. He didn't tell him that God told him. He didn't say, God told me. He said, I perceive. <laughs> okay. Acts 10. Verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Remember after the sheet was let down, he saw all the animals and stuff on it, and the, and the voice told him, Peter, kill and eat. Afterwards, he thought on that, on that vision, and then he said, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. He didn't say God came down and, and gave him a, a, a written report on what that meant. He said, I perceive. A lot of us, our perceptors are working, but we ignore them. <laughs> Act seventeen. Act seventeen. Oh, can I get through this? Acts seventeen, verse twenty two. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Is <laughs> <laughs> it <in> the book? <laughs> and then the 23rd chapter, the 23rd chapter, I just, you know, it says that the Bible says out of mouth two or three witnesses. I figured I'd give you five or six. Remember, they, they brought Paul here and they were, they were about to beat him up real good. And then the sixth verse, Paul says, but when Paul perceived that the one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, men and brethren, I am a Pharisee. So he got somebody on his side, quickly. He got somebody on his side. See, he said, I perceive. Hey, wait a minute. Some of these guys are Pharisees. Some of these guys are Sadducees. And they both want to kill him, kill me. So they say, Hey, I'm a Pharisee. Then all of a sudden the boys lined up behind him. He won ours. And what happened? He perceived that. Nobody told him he perceived it. Oh. Oh, Lord. So when Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed, I said when Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed, we have so much more power than we realize. We have so much more power than we are exercising. We are letting it go by the wayside. We are perceiving things and letting them float on by. <clears throat> My Lord. Okay. My goodness. Watch this now. We already did the manifestation thing, right? Remember that? All right. I, 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 I'm, I'm coming down to it now. Well, I, got, I got about 15 minutes. All right. Watch this now. Uh, <laughs> turn to Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to get it in, under my 40 minutes, I'm going to get it in, because I told you I'm going to be brief, perceiving, perceiving, now Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, most of us can quote it, can't we, okay, That, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe that in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus or confess Jesus as Lord Jesus as Lord listen up don't miss this because this is what the Lord slapped me upside the head with don't miss this That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Stay with me. This is gonna punch a hole in your balloon. You can confess Jesus is Lord on you until you turn another color and still go to hell. Let me come over here. You can confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord until you turn another color. And still go to hell. And so many of us. Are doing that. To other people. Thinking we're getting them saved. He said you have to. Confess with your mouth. And believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. And believe in your heart. We know this because we even say to people, now, if you believe that in your heart, what you said out of your mouth, you're saved, you're born again, you're a child of God. Don't we? I mean, it's, 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 it's that simple. It's that simple. God's not trying to make it difficult, but God has a plan and you have to follow God's plan. If you don't follow God's plan, it will not work, and it's not God's fault. Watch this. He says, confess with your mouth. If I take deep (sighs) breath, you have to believe that God has raised him from the dead. But you have to say that Jesus is Lord. Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. You have to believe different things at different times. You can confess all you want to. But if you don't believe the right thing at the right time, your confession will be of no effect. I'm gonna show it to you. He showed me because I'm about to argue with him. He showed me. I said, no, that can't be. Oh, yes, it is. All right, I'm gonna, show, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Cause this, I mean, this will upend your theology. This will upend your theology. Because see, you thought you knew. Now you said, wait a minute now, you're supposed to be talking about faith basics. I found out this is a basic. And it's a basic that many are missing. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Fasten your seatbelts. Turn to Matthew 9. I have to give you a scriptural one, and then I'm going to give you a contemporary one. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Are you there? All right. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus says unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They said, Have mercy on us. Did he tell them, Confess that I'll have mercy on you? No, he said, This is what you have to believe. You have to believe that I'm able to do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have to believe. See, you can confess all day long that you have the power to have mercy on me. But if you don't confess, believe something different than you confessed, it's not going to work do you believe that I'm able to do this? Jesus didn't say, uh, do do you believe that I can grant you mercy? He said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? That's what he had to believe. That Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) Uh y'all working me hard. I'm trying to get it to you. Hey, 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 you're working me hard. See, 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 watch this now. God said to me, when I went to to, to Oklahoma, and and he had me, I'm not going to go through the whole story. He had me to shake hands with Brother Hagen. And he said, when you shook hands with him, some of the same anointing that's on him got on you. And when you lay hands on people to be filled with the spirit, they will be filled and they will speak. Watch this now. Watch this now. But I have to tell them, I have to tell them that I went there. You hear me tell the story all the time. I went there and I shook hands with him. And then God said to me, some of the same anointing. And so on. That's what the people who want to be filled have to believe. They have to believe that I went there, that I shook hands with him, that some of the same anointing came on me, that was on him, and then when I when I hands on them, they will be filled with the Spirit. That's what they have to believe. Not that God is pouring out his Spirit on folk, not that God is filling folk with the Holy Ghost. They got to believe what I said. And the ones who don't believe that don't get filled. And they don't understand. I don't understand why it's not working. Because you didn't believe what I said. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? See, see, you gotta, there's certain things you gotta believe. You can't just believe any old thing. You can't just you can't just believe what you confess. Your confession has to line up with this, but what you're believing may be something that what you have to believe may be something different. are you talking about jump up, spin around give a dog a bone you know that song I said what he said that's right and then the classic story from Brother Hagen and I heard it thousands of times I, I, without exaggerating at least thousands of times I heard this story he said that when he was he was ushered into into heaven one time alive he was ushered into heaven and he met Jesus and he said, Jesus told him to stretch forth his hands and he put forth both his hands. And he said that Jesus took the finger of his, the, the, the finger of his right hand and touched the palms of each one of brother Hagen's hands. And he said, my hands begin to burn like I was holding coals of fire. And he said that Jesus said to me that now I've given you a, a ministry of laying hands on the sick they said, laying hands on your on the sick, not your feet, your hands. And you tell them that you saw me. You tell them that I laid the finger of my hand in the palm of each one of your hands. You tell them that it began to burn like coals of fire. You tell them that I said the anointing is in your hands. And if they will believe that, they will be healed. If they don't believe that, nothing's going to happen for them. Glory of God. So our job is find out what is it I'm supposed to believe. I know what I'm supposed to say. I know what I'm supposed to confess. But what am I supposed to believe? In this instance, every instance is different. Everybody's sickness is different. Everybody's receiving is different. What do I have to believe? I've said to Sister Sasha a number of times, I see you coming up this aisle, walking up the aisle, dancing up this aisle. I ain't say that God told me that. I ain't say that. I perceived it. That's what she's got to believe. She's got to believe what I said. I'm going to do what it says over here. She can confess, yes, by His stripes, I am healed. But that ain't what she got to believe. You ever heard this before? Neither did I till yesterday. Amen. That's what you got to believe. Everything is different everybody's different that's why you gotta listen to God for yourself Lord what should I believe in this case what do I have to believe what do I have to believe now I can't go confessing and call myself believing what somebody else did when they got theirs that's why you're not getting yours you're trying to get theirs theirs isn't for you yours is for you what do you have to believe Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. What are you going to believe? You need to ask God in every instance, Lord, what do I need to believe in this case? What do I need to believe in this case? You remember the woman with the issue of blood? You remember her? What did she have to believe? If I could just touch. He ain't said that to you. If I could just touch. As a matter of fact, God, Jesus proved it. When he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, i touching you. What do you mean, who touched you? No, 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 no. That was a different touch. That was a touch from somebody who was believing something. She believed that if I could just touch the him, she could confess all day long. I know he's the healer. And he is. That'd be the truth. That'd be the truth. But it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have helped her. She had to believe that if I could just touch that's what she had to believe. If I could just touch. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. Stop trying to receive yours based on what you heard from somebody else. You gotta receive yours based on what God told you, you must believe in this case. Hallelujah. 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 You got it going on, Sister Sasha. You already know what you got to believe. You got to believe just what I perceived. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So again, in closing, never mix up your confession what you're believing. Never mix up your confession with your believing. Remember, it's how we got saved. If you confess Jesus is Lord, but you must believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you got to do both. That's rather ugly, ain't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. That's, I've been doing this for 20 years and I ain't never seen that. It's all over the book. All over the book. But in the fullness of time, God reveals it to you. Say, now you're ready. Now you're ready for this. Now you're ready for this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. We bless you, Lord. We bless you and honor you. We glorify you this day, Lord God, for your goodness, faithfulness, loving kindness toward us. Thank you, Father, for revelation that leads to manifestations. We glorify you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you got something out of the- Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.